Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting, uh, we're going to do a movie. We're going to hit that Superman v. Batman. Can uh, we just call it Batman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm all for that. Um, well, what would you think, just starting off the bat? First, <sighs> give me entertainment value, because, I mean, it was two different things for me. Okay. Entertainment value, I'm going to say on a 1 to 10 scale, 7.8. Yeah, I mean, that, that's about where I had it, like 7, 8, somewhere around there. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy the movie. I wasn't bored. I wasn't... Well, there like, was a couple like sleepy parts and stuff. It was a long two and a half hours. It, it was, but you know, I've been through worse when it comes to like comic cook, comic book based stuff. You mm-hmm. know, where they've done so much build up and this, and I knew they were going to have to to be able to create the turmoil of Batman, Superman, and stuff. I wasn't expecting the way they went about it. No, but um, I didn't mind it so much. You know, it they did a good job of bouncing around from characters and not spending too much time in one before they got to another. So I did enjoy how some things were set up. You know, a lot of preparation was done. Uh, but there See, was still a lot of gaps. some of the bouncing around. Like, if they would have just, you know, started off with Batman and then stayed there throughout the entire movie, I- I'd have been sold. So you'd, you'd prefer a one perspective? I just hated Superman and anything that related to him. I just None of it felt real. The actors that they have picked for most of the characters on Superman's side were bad. And the story was awful. Well, let's... All right, okay. Uh, before we go there, and then so how did you feel about the movie overall? Um, I mean, I know... Six, six and a half. Wow, is, I mean, that's and, still pretty high. And, and I'm understanding that's generous. I mean... My drops are like a three. Man, I didn't... Man. The, the plot <laughs> holes, the writing, the see, there's a lot more negatives in it. I will say that there was more negative. I just I came I I gave it a six, just you know maybe six and a half, um, maybe even just because it was an entertaining movie. I I enjoy Zack Snyder movies, even though a lot of stuff he does is redundant. I mean, but was ha- was Zack Snyder a part of this? I wasn't sure from the beginning and everything. <laughs> His name only popped up like seven times. I thought it was eight, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I enjoy the way he does some of his cinematography and different things. You know, it's something of, unique. It's, put it this way. You know his brand. Yes. There's nobody else that does movies like he does, you know, or as well as the way style he does. Let's put it that way. But I think that was part of the problem is he rehashed a lot of stuff. Like, I saw a lot of 300 in here. Even well, some I mean, the yeah. I mean, it was the same music, same kind of backgrounds. The same, same dialogue kind of, uh, and everything. Very, very, very similar stuff. But I'll be honest with you. Let's go ahead and be honest. If we were talking about 300 right now, you and I would be like standing up and talking about how bad to the bone and amazing and da-da-da. And it's just... Uh, well, the fighting in the movie was fantastic. Right. Um, and so that that's the biggest thing. is that I think Zach had a really hard challenge here of creating. You know, you have a human mm-hmm. and you have a superhuman. There's really no battle here. And I've always had a problem with this idea in my mind. Well, I don't, I don't know how much YouTube or anything you do, but there's a group called Film Theorists. And they explained how Batman could actually kill Superman and defeat him without even using kryptonite. And that even played a role a little bit later on in the movie. I mean, I can go full on right now, or we can kind of save it for later. Save it towards the bottom. I mean, bottom line, you, you give it a three. I'm a more six, six and a half overall and so on. Like I said, entertainment, I'm a seven to eight area. You know, the premise itself I struggled with. That's just me. I mean, like you said, you could have some diehards and a lot of people out there. But I think for the average viewer, yeah, I think there was a lot of struggle there. Um 
and that and that's just you know of course that's my opinion we you know we didn't even announce we were doing this we just all went and saw it on the whim this you know when exactly. it came out and said hell we got to talk about it's easter weekend you know we had some free time and it, this is going to be a hot topic movie so why yeah, not try to no jump doubt. on it um so the things that you know the movie itself like you said it has so many holes in it so many plot gaps so many bridge too far well, i mean before we even get to anything deep how'd you feel about the beginning i was out on the movie from the opening scene <laughs> uh, got, I'm pretty sure my unborn child's grandchild knows how Batman's origin story starts at this point in time. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't need it. The, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, me being a giant Walking Dead fan, <laughs> I didn't mind the beginning because I get to see Maggie and Negan walking <laughs> together as husband and wife. And if you're a Walking Dead fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it, you know, it was one of those things. You're like, wow. And, you know, and, I mean, my brother yeah, loved it completely, because, completely unnecessary. I've, I've heard a lot of great things about it, but you know. We've already kind of wasted them because both of these characters are dead. We're not going to see them later on. And really, I mean, we're talking, I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I mean, how about that? I mean, you see him for literally three seconds and a bullet. I mean, worthless. I mean, the only way that this comes of any fruitation is like four movies down the line when we've got the alternate timeline and stuff. And, you know, we got old man Wayne. But besides that. Why, I, yeah, why have such great I, I really don't know why we rehashed it. I really don't know why it was necessary. The only thing I can think of is is that the whole scene of him saying Martha mm-hmm. is the only thing that changed the ending. And so Wait, oh, there's so many problems with that just to begin with. But <laughs> you know the, the, the things I did like about that scene was a you know Mark of Zorro. You know we saw that poster which was very influential on Bruce Wayne becoming kind of the vigilante he is. Correct. And then Excalibur. Is Excalibur used as every old time movie? Yeah. Like, anytime it's like a flashback to old movies, Excalibur now played. Yeah. I found that. And then I loved how they did the pearls. The the whole slow mo gun mm-hmm. shooting and stuff, you know, seeing the chamber release and the and cartridge come out and stuff. I thought that was cool. And then to be tangled up on her necklace and mm-hmm. shoot her at point blank range. Like you said, very Zack Snyder ish. Yes. And see, those things I appreciate. You know, to be honest with you, so that a lot of people might like, yeah, it's watching 300 again, but with with a bat suit and guns, you know, I get that. But the bottom line is, is that it's still visually appealing. And so I enjoyed it. And I mean, to make for a scene I was completely out on to actually have me have a couple positives that I liked, you know, getting the small details in there. Yes. I, yeah, I'm thankful that, for that I am, but yeah, again, overall, could we pull that away from the movie and make this two hours and ten, you know, ten or ten, ten minutes shorter? Yeah. Two hours, twenty minutes. Yes, I mean, other than the connection to Martha, Martha, there was no probative value to that to me. And I already have a big enough problem with Martha to Martha to begin with. <laughs> but we'll get to that. But anyway, so. You know, you go down that road, and of course, like you said, they have to do the setup. You have to figure out what's Superman and, you know, Amy. Why are they hating each other so much? Yeah, why, how do we get to this point? And, you know, and the funny thing is, is that how do you feel about the creation of the hatred between the two and the creation of the hate or, you know, wanting to control Superman? I mean, how do you think the Snyder and the crew did a good job of creating that persona and it would be realistic if it was real world to us? I thought part of it was organic, but I thought most of it was really forced. I thought it was really, really forced. The bottom line is, is that, you know, yes, 
Superman takes buildings out and he has this massive battle and stuff, but it's in conjunction with the military and there's no secret about it. There's no nothing. You have reporters talking and it's Superman's the hero. I don't see how we get from point A of him being the guy who saves everything. Yeah, you're going to have collateral damage. It's just like war. You know, to where they're building giant monuments and statues and all this stuff like that to all of a sudden... Everyone's hating Superman. Exactly. Now, all of a sudden, he wants to be in check. Well, you know, and Because also, of one incident, it's in a third world country. That really means nothing. And exactly. also, shout out to Jimmy Olsen. You know, that's about as much screen time as you had on the entire <laughs> thing. But there's that. And then why is Superman hating on Batman? Like, the, there was no... Rhyme well, the reason see, to that. They did. They showed a weak setup to make Superman hated, but they gave no setup to why Batman's considered vigilante. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he and roughs up bad guys. And, and oh, the bang. only thing is, is that they end up dead in a prison if he's been branded. Ooh, big deal. Uh, that's column C on page three. I mean, how, how's cares? that even in the papers? Exactly. I mean, come on. So I think a lot of the setup they were trying to create didn't make a lot of sense. Especially since these are two very well-known, like, logical superheroes. They could just get together and have a talk. Exactly. And so the whole premise there, I felt, flopped. Another thing is too, is that Batman, yeah, he's out there getting some bad guys, doing his thing, da-da-da-da. Superman evidently can see, hear, do anything, anywhere, da-da-da-da. And he just happens to, you know, decide, okay, today I'm going to have a problem with him. And today, you know what I mean? Like, it, there was just... There, there was a lot wrong with it. How did you feel about neither one of them really caring about killing people? Because, I mean, that, that's a big shakeup from previous movies and stuff. Well, yeah. How about Superman was constantly, I'll catch the bad guy, but I'll never kill. It's always taken to justice. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the opening scene with Superman uh, takes a man through a wall and kills him. I mean, murder. I mean, it's straight. Right off the bat. Yeah. And letting people be murdered. Yeah. And I, then Batman, you know, his big thing with the Joker is, you know, I'll never kill, I'll never do this, yada, yada, yada. And then he's got twin Gatling guns on his car, his chopper. Taking folks out. <laughs> be grenades I mean, and everything. Um, and so, I mean, I loved it, but I mean, it was just a well, different, it was, it's just the Zack Snyder version of these two characters. But I mean, that's a huge change in their core philosophy. You know, and I'm just guessing that's his sprinkle on how he wants to make it more. I mean, I'm sorry. Zack Snyder has never shied away from death. gory violence yeah. and death and everything like that. And so I didn't think he'd start now. And so I was happy with it. The only thing I would say that it was kind of disappointing is you didn't see Superman just start mowing folks in half and doing <laughs> stuff. But you know, the funny thing is, is that you did see that, but it's in those God awful dream sequences. Oh, man. I mean, can anybody else explain to me why we were having these, absolute lunacy dreams that had zero to do I with mean, anything. if we take two or three of those dream sequences out, because one was legitimately important. I don't see how they implemented it or how they even thought it was making sense, but it was important. But if we take two or three of those out and just fill in more explaining, I feel like there's... A, Which dream sequence do you refer to? The Flash one, where the Flash comes running out and tells Batman... Save Lois. Lois is the key. That is the most important one because that's what starts getting Batman to start think like, okay, you know, there's something about all these metahumans, which I love that they use metahumans, but that's what gets the gears going on creating the Justice League. In my you know, opinion, the funny thing is, is that 
I thought that was the worst flashback of really? them all. I mean, I'm I mean, not saying the if it only was one, worse or not, but I'm saying the most important information-wise. The most important information, but the most Out made there. no sense. Yeah. How did it get to that point? How does he have that information to get to him? How does any of that stuff happen? Well, to see the Flash, the thing is, he just runs in this. I'm happy you knew that was the Flash, because me and about 10 people I've talked to thought it was somebody trying to do time warping oh. or something and give information. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was Robin coming back in a dream sequence. I didn't realize it was a Flash until my brother told me that it was the Flash telling him that. And then once he says the Flash, I'm like, oh, that's him telling him it's the Justice League and everything about that. Because he looks nothing like the Flash. He's got a, he's, a suit of armor or something on. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely the his Flash. incomplete characteristics look different. Completely. I mean, well, it's got the red and yellow. And that's why I thought it was Robin. But I'm happy you figured something out because <laughs> I'm still shaking my head and flash. I mean, that, and so it actually makes sense, you know, the time warp and all, everything in in that sense. I guess I don't know. I still caught a bridge too far. I, that the you know the one I enjoyed but was unnecessary was the Kevin Costner flashback. That and you're talking about just completely out of nowhere. Left out field. of nowhere, yes. I mean, you you got completely searching pointless. for soul searching. Oh. And he, he has his dad tell this information that he'll never be able to actually know or speak of or so on. There was just so – these dream sequences were just like – they elaborated on too much information that's just not possible. Go eat your hero cake. Can I get, get out of here with Kevin Costner. I mean, come on. I mean, cool story, though. I mean, you got to admit, you know. Uh, I mean, I guess. But still, like I said, I'm completely out of left field, you know. And then the other dream sequence was uh, – we actually see potentially the next villain for the Justice League with Darkseed, where right, we see yeah. his symbol. The big everything. old, the big mm -hmm. Omega thing on the ground. You know, the first thing that went to my mind when I saw that was Green Lantern. I was like, wait a minute, is that the Lantern signal? Did well, I when I was looking at the uh, MetaHuman files, I thought Cyborg sign was Green Lantern for a second. Yeah, but uh, what do you think about those files? Okay, let, let, well, first off, like, let's, that's the intro to what we all know, the Justice League yeah. here. All right. Let's go down the line of our four characters that have our four files. First, we'll start with Wonder Woman, smoking hot. Oh, my I mean, God. Beautiful casting, I mean, literally and figuratively. I mean, wow. She's a step above from the Fast and Furious days. Oh, yes. You know, uh, so Couldn't that, be more excited to see her solo uh, film or anything loved else she's it. with. Great cast. She didn't look cheesy. Stole, the, she, stole st every scene. Yeah. She owned anything she was a part of. I mean, she was quintessential, just just a complete visual peel package, owned everything. I mean, everybody was, you know, their jaws on the ground, tongue on the floor, or the whole nine yards. Uh, that right there was what I could say is probably one of the only 100% solid of the entire movie was, uh, you know, what's it, Gabbett, is that last name? Gal Gadot. Yeah. Uh, was the only thing I could say is that it was almost flawless. I can pick a single flaw in her, but maybe, you know, I was just staring with jaw open yeah. the entire time. Like <laughs> Did you see anything else in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, because I was so uh, every bit of her that I wanted to, but, right. you know, save um, that for a different time. And so the next Let's talk was, about The Flash. Let's uh, about the Flash is I'm gonna the be honest second with worst casting of the yes. entire series. I mean, who is this guy? I mean, we got the... I think it's Ezra Miller's... Oh, it's ugly. We got the little goatee. I mean, and look, I'm a big fan of the Flash on TV, you know, oh, and just, Grant just, Gustin is murdering it on there. He is the funnest character I've watched in a long time, and now we've got this kid who looks doesn't look the part. No one could tell that he was actually in the movie because you didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. The only thing I saw was the surveillance video. Yeah, and that's the only thing I knew. And from that video, I was like, eh. 
Yeah, they did some shaking. Bust. bust on, Doesn't on drop this. the milk or anything. Yeah. Second worst casting. Uh, that was bad. So then let's talk about... Cyborg. Cyborg. Now, I thought he had the coolest video. I thought his video was cool, but this whole little box thing that was metaphorcing and moving around, da 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 I thought it was cheesy. I was like, really? We're we're worried about Superman and a green rock and Batman and all. You've got a, a video of what looks to be an alien box morphing. Yeah. I mean, I'm like that right there was cooler than most any of the alien stuff of the entire the ship movie. And all with, but like yeah. you said, like we were talking about beforehand, with the cool thing that Superman had been doing with Man of Steel was they're making it as realistic as possible. Right. And, and then, then as soon as we like, got to this movie. Realism kind of went out the window. Oh yeah, it was like they. I mean, so I mean, anytime you have to create a completely one hundred percent CG character, I'm already a touch disappointed. Yeah, that it's right never there good hurts. When you're one hundred percent CGI. Did that right? No there matter how hurt. big you have to make it. Exactly. You know that. Oh, that's what I struggle with. Like, I love the premise of Hulk. You know, but mm-hmm. it's really, really hard. To create a movie around a 100% CG character. Well, I mean, we've seen that because every Hulk movie has been a giant bust. Yeah, and complete Marvel bomb. has well, done away with. Don't even get me talked about the you know the giant poodles in the first one and everything <laughs> oh. else and the and the ones after. You stayed awake long enough to get to that part. Oh, Congrats. It's awful. So that kind of stuff, that right there hurts. You know, when you have to do 100%. I don't think you have to have 100% CG characters. I no. really, really don't. You know, and. There's been very few movies that works really, really well with, you know, and makes it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Lord of the Rings, you have to have those kind of things. You have to have a lot of CGI but, and stuff. But, but they the use. entire movie is CGI, except for certain main characters. And so it's part of your natural. This movie was like realistic everywhere. Except and then we have a giant CG character. But, I mean, we'll get to him and all those yeah. major flaws at some point. But Cyborg, I think the premise is so cool. I love, you know, I mean... Because, I mean, he's a very important... Like, he's not in the original Justice League, but he is... I Actually, I'm kind of surprised at how fast-tracked we've put Cyborg into this. Yeah, he's really, he's usually a late bloomer of development. Yeah, because, I mean, stuff. it should be Jean, the or the Martian Manhunter, or Hot Girl. Yeah, is, well... Or Green Arrow. Thing, I'm going to tell you that we'll probably get Cyborg and Wonder Woman next up, because... If you look at cyborgs, well, Wonder Woman's movie is slated, it, I think, before it, it, uh, it, Wonder League. Woman's next. Yeah, um, but of the other ones, I really feel like Cyborg's going to be coming up because do you notice the scientist that was working on him? I mean, that guy's been around a lot of good movies. Da, da, da. I didn't know and who he was, the but only he's very one. familiar. Yeah, I mean, I remember him back from the days of Terminator too. You know, the guy's been around. <laughs> um, but he. He just kind of made me feel like we're going to get to this one sooner than the others. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Especially well, when Flash is hot on TV right now. Well, and Aquaman's already been casted. They casted uh, his wife, Amber Heard's in it. Right. And, I mean, I guess we'll jump that right into That is true. I forgot about Aquaman. I yeah. will jump right into Aquaman. Yeah. It was uh, very, like, the beginning of the video, I was like, really? This is how it's, like, you just get a little bit of a stare down It was stuff. just kind of like, all right, I'm a fish poking out of a hole. Yeah, we got a little you know, tight in action Wait a minute, stuff. that's a light? Yeah, that's cool. You know, the only thing cool about his little the scene was him. Sonic boom. Going yeah, out. Him, yeah, him holler, see you bye, you know. Um, but, I mean, I thought Jason Momoa looked amazing. And I dude, liked the like look. Like him actually looking him. like he's underwater. You know, the hair actually flowing mm-hmm. like he's there and stuff. It's going to be really, really impressive if they're able to c- continue that kind of effect. But, I mean, it's just going to be very difficult because 
I just don't see them being able to do a lot with water because it's so hard to film underwater and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're really going to have to work that to make that and work. And I mean, he's kind of average once he's out of water. And so to bring all of that together, it was an odd choice to be one of the original yes, Justice League. Very, very. Um, in which they could remix it. They couldn't. Maybe he's not. Maybe it's a late. I mean, they've always grabbed his wife for the movie and stuff. I mean, that's about to start going. So I don't see how they, they bail on that that's sequence true. now. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't they, They've made a lot of odd choices. As we, They're not afraid to do that. But he was a perfect casting for who they picked. Right, right. Well, I think... I think they're rushing through a lot of this just because it's a big money grab like the Avengers has done so well. I mean, we'll see if it's a big money grab. I mean, they came out on Easter weekend, and I think they've only made like $300 million and they got to make 800 to break even. So it's a lot of cheddar. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see if They'll it's a They'll get it grab. eventually. It might not get there as fast as they thought, you know. But it also came out, and you're competing against, you know, the Divergent and a few other, you know. Really? Divergent? Uh, you check the numbers, they're doing well, okay? I, I didn't even know it came out, so. Uh, <laughs> All okay. I know is Divergent was the first one, so. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All okay, right. how'd you feel about Ben? Um, you know, we might as well hit all the newcomers. I loved, I loved the old school throwback suit. But him as Batman itself, I kind of felt, in honor of my brother's opinion, I kind of felt like he was wooden. You know, he was very rigid the entire movie. Oh, see, I got that feeling from uh, Mannequin. Oh, my bad, Superman. Yeah. Mannequin well, Man. They both were. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, um, at least the Superman, you know, at least he was consistent with la you know the original movies and that kind of stuff. This one... Uh, Ben, um, I love the, you know, the shorter ears and the, the gray suit and stuff and the dark, um, a couple little things, you know, I love that, you know, he was hiding the shadows and he's considered a little bit more Avengers I, I liked all those premises. Um, you know, but some of the stuff they did in the movie, I mean, <sighs> see, I mean, I don't know. I feel completely different because I like Ben Affleck better than I like Christian Bale. And I thought, well, see, my, who's your favorite Batman of all? Right now, because I didn't grow up on the other Batman movies and everything, so Christian Bale was kind of like my first entrance as George Clooney, then Christian Bale. So I mean, we take throw Clooney George, yeah. off the map, please. So I'll never I, mention that name again. Batman I have Simmons. Bale and uh, Affleck, and I think Affleck did better in this one role than Bale did in any of the others. Now see, I'm still the original guy. I think Michael Keaton owned it just because of. Put it this way: he had sarcasm, charisma. Their, you know, his fighting skills were impressive, but they were realistic. It was a guy in a costume. Yeah. It wasn't a – I mean, there is a scene in this movie where Ben Affleck dangles from the ceiling like a spider <laughs> and then goes out of roof. I mean, really? That, that was not realistic at all. There was no way. You know but what I'm saying? I and, thought his fighting was so well done, and they made do, him such a better fighter than everybody else. I did I like really a lot of the fight, uh, you know, but – I did like some of that. I really, really did. There were a couple scenes. A good example where the fight scenes were not well executed, which really, really surprised me, especially for Zack Snyder coming from like the 300 mm -hmm. stuff that he does, is that if you remember one dream sequences where he was in the desert, he comes out after the apocalypse has already happened. Yeah. And then there's this whole scene where he gets betrayed. So that's and, the one with Dark Seed and everything. Right. And he... Just starts hand manhandling hand, people. Manhandling when he's completely surrounded by over 20 armed guards. Just one punching people coming out with the machine gun. Exactly. Everybody. And like there's people in the background waiting. 
to get their. It's hit. like they didn't even know that he was coming out of the thing. It just it just looked really really poorly choreographed. It looked horribly choreographed, but Batman ended up looking like a boss, just one hit punching everybody, killing he did, everybody. But you know that's the whole up. deal. That like it just. And what's funny is, is that he does that with twenty of them with the arm, the machine guns, the whole nine yards, and they finally get the best of them. And then later in the movie, uh, a twosome takes him down, stabs him in the shoulder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So no. I mean, you, in I your own movie, that. you make it unrealistic. You know what I'm saying? No, well, no, no. It is a dream sequence. So yeah, maybe he's dreaming how amazing he is. But it just. But, didn't I mean, in look this right. universe, Batman is the best hand-to-hand combat fighter. Because, I mean, he knows every type of mixed martial arts, and he's got the League of Shadows, and then the ones he's created on his own. Right. So, now, I enjoy his hand-to-hand combat. His his hand-to-hand combat looked really, really good. Especially when he was fighting Superman, because Superman doesn't really know anything besides, he's, I'm faster, I'm a god. Uh, he doesn't have to. Exactly. By the time Ben can make one punch, he's already be through him ten times. I mean, that's how fast he is. And which was really funny, they never did that when they were hand-to-hand combating. You notice that? I mean, it was kind of like, he ne- even when he was full power, he never really attacked him. But No. I to mean, the full capability is what I expected. But then you really, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose of having a, a, you know, a fight that's and, worth cinematography. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. There isn't a fight. You know, it's him at the beginning of the movie throwing somebody through a wall as a Superman right. fly punch. But let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. The worst part of the movie, all bar none, worst casting decision, oh. worst writing, worst just the entire. It me. It, it was absolutely, and I will say quintessentially, this is the worst movie he's ever been a part of and has damaged. Because I'm a big Jesse Eisenberg fan. Eisenberg was a huge letdown. Like a flop of all flops. And knowing that he's coming back. Just because Lex Luthor has to be there. Oh, man. Man, just a total letdown. Like the speeches he had, the one-on-one sequences, his Twitters and everything. Yeah, his dribbling uh, of dialogue and everything. I just... I didn't understand it. He did not... Lex Luthor was supposed to be a mastermind of manipulation. You never got any of that until he just goes, oh, this is what I did at the end. Until they unveiled how smart he was. And right. Like, was like, You're okay. supposed to get that by based on what he does, not some guy who shoots basketball in the, uh, in the front office of his building. I want young. a green rock. I want a green rock. I mean, that's what I felt like. This is just some immature kid. And at the end, oh, by the way, I did this, this, and this, and it was so easy. Yeah, this, and this, I mean, this. Like, I'm like, really? I mean, we end up seeing it was like, Jesus, you really created all this friction and everything. You did a really good job. Why didn't we portray this throughout the entire movie? Yeah, why do we? Why do we make him look like a sniveling? Why did we have punk? four dream sequences? Why didn't we explain this out a little bit more? Yeah, I was just man. And then his, like I said, his dialogue and the jitteriness and everything—it was just it all. Blah. It all flopped. Like, it I mean, all the only, flopped. The only things I really appreciated was when the senator was. I had a big problem with the senator throughout the entire movie. But now, I love the actress, but. Um, I hadn't seen her in all. It's uh, Holly Hunter, and I, I hadn't yeah. seen her in a long time. She's phenomenal, and she has that good Southern drawl. I ain't gonna listen to crap. I ain't taking nothing. My problem was it was just a, Kentucky, a senator from Kentucky had just way too much power, in my opinion. I talked to a couple people on how that could happen. You know, tenure and all I, that. I, I thought that too, but when they explained that she was the head of the committee that oversaw this. I could understand where that, but the, her whole idea of uh, 
her having the power to allow a rock to be imported in. Yeah. That made no sense to me. Since when does a senator have anything to do with that? And especially when it's not in their state. Yeah, I just I was just like, eh. And also, coming back to that ship, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Batman is the world's greatest detective, right? Supposedly. Does he not have a Google? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ships have to be registered. So the, the white that, Portuguese yeah. should be a pretty. <laughs> yeah, if it was a person, you know, I'll give it you a little slack. It's a code name. Yeah, but a freaking ship. I felt. You know what I felt like? I felt like I was watching Lethal Weapon two. You know what I mean? Because like, oh, it's the name of a ship, Alvarado. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean come on, uh, the, 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 the old throwback here could, could not have been more disappointed <sighs> by this. You know, all, all I needed was you know. I need a Glover to come out there and shoot somebody. It's been revoked, you know. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. An Getting too scene. old for this. Uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah. so I mean, there was that whole sequence. But as right before the bomb goes off, you know, she sees that jar, goes oh, yeah. back to it, kind of sees it again, turns it over, and Granny's realized. peach tea, and realizes he pissed in a jar and she was about to get blown up. And that was a powerful scene, dude. It was it was trippy. Uh, it was really, really Because, tricky. I mean, that led us to, A, Lex Luthor was probably the world's greatest detective because at that point he knew he had been intercepting all that all the checks and was not letting the wheelchair guy get him and was sending him back to Bruce Wayne. And so he knew who Batman was. He knew who Superman was. And he set them all up again. And Lois Lane knew that he was setting them up and she didn't whisper anything before Superman went in there. She couldn't I mean, have said, hey, you know, Lex has been setting you up this entire time. I, I'm, I'm with you, dude. There was not enough breadcrumbs for the audience to figure any of this out. No. You know, there, there was and, no breadcrumbs for us to know that Lex Luthor was this smart. And he wasn't, as you said, he wasn't portraying it at all. No, he wasn't. Instead, he was sniveling. And it was just, I mean, I even go back to like when he had the party and he couldn't even have a he he couldn't couldn't even have speech. A, yeah. And I, I couldn't figure out what the significance was for that. There was no point of the party except to introduce Bruce Wayne to Clark Kent. Right. And I, I mean, I got that's what he was trying to do and everything. You know, and the whole, oh, what a firm handshake. Don't get into a fight with this guy. I mean, all his dialogue, I was just like, stop. This is, you're yeah. wasting yourself. I'd rather but talk to these two. Even when that, when that scene dropped in the, as the first trailer, I didn't want to see the movie. No. It was because it didn't, it didn't look good. He didn't look good. They're, the Batman and Superman connection seemed awkward. Lex Luthor... He's supposed to be cunning. He's supposed to be intimidating. Intimidating. Always five steps ahead of you. Just when you think this, he's already you know. All, instead, that is just he was never just five portrayed. steps ahead. And that was the only thing, and we never knew he was five and steps. ahead. And you didn't know it exactly. You know, there were, anyway, I, I, I gotta I gotta get off of him because he, he was just a complete downer for the movie. Other than that, let's talk about the bad guy. You know, which one, I yeah. guess, you know, really. But like I said before, I, I've never... Well, how, what do you think about the uh, training sequence for Batman getting ready to right, carry yeah, that we'll, extra we'll weight and stuff? Um, It was fun. You know, it was it was neat. Uh, I, I mean, mean I, I was just thinking, if Ben's really lifting that weight, bravo, because I... I mean, it was impressive. I, I've done a lot of football training, and a lot of that looks similar, but um, I, I wasn't doing anywhere near some of those things. Yeah, my man was... He was jacked. He was, he was cut well. and he jacked. was doing well for himself. There's, there's no doubt. There, there's and a lucky lady around there somewhere. Another is Zack Snyder straight. I mean, if you ever watch some of the videos from 300, what those trainers did to those actors to get them ready for it, it was so impressive. So you see Ben, what yeah, he's got I mean, got a lot of people saw those workouts. 
Yeah. I mean, we used to, I mean, we used to do that kind of stuff. We called it the 300 workout, <laughs> you know? And so, I, I mean, kudos to that. I mean, that's dedication. Yeah, and that's putting it in work. the movie and everything. I mean, I loved it. was kind of like underground, water leaking, rough, you, you know, know it, dropping the weights and all the sound effects. It almost made me believe that he could lift a steel girder off of a guy's legs. Oh, wait, no, that is completely unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, your um, CEO, but. Right, yeah. right, you know. I digress. Um, <laughs> and uh, how about Jeep getting this little plug in there? Oh, you know, you know I the love my driving. You know <laughs> I love my marketing. <laughs> and there's plenty uh, of that. And then I know this one's a little off the wall. How do you feel about the non-mansion? I had um, I kind of had a problem with them not being in the mansion. I know he was right beside it and everything, and he had this beautiful modern it did, house. It didn't bother me. You know, I think it was going back to the whole – you know, his father's legacy and being his own, creating his own, you know, um, you know, his moment to shine, you know, things, you know, uh, I think his dad left his mark. He wanted to leave his own, um, so you know, Bruce bought, Wayne's supposed a to be a philanthropist, you know, and, and there was that scene where he wakes out of the bed and yeah, there's this, there's this girl there beside you. you never see who she is or nothing like that. Not you important. Know? Another conquest. Yeah. I mean, so I think it was just part of that persona that he's a playboy, um, they just never played up to that. He was always Mr. Angry, you yeah. know, for the entire thing. I mean, he had one motion and it was pure anger towards oh, yeah. Superman. Yeah. Unchecked power, you know? And, and so I thought that was kind of a, you never got to see anything other than a guy on a mission of hatred, you know? which was a little, I mean, we didn't get to see Ben's full range, but exactly. I and mean, this guy's an Academy winner. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean use what you got, you know? Give the guy something more than I just pull a girder off the leg and now I'm mad at Superman <laughs> the rest of the movie. Oh, I mean, man. I mean, just being honest, you so. know. And then the whole one percent speech that he gave is like, if we have one percent chance that we think he's going to change on us, we have to take it and act on it. It's just like, come on, really? You, you don't really feel that way. Has he yet to do anything to give you that perception? No. You know, I mean, like I said, they didn't do a good job building that part up, and that, that really bothered me. But I mean, I think that. That goes back to the flash dream sequence to, you know, him being like it, Lois is the key and everything saying, I think the flash was coming back from a future where Lois died and Superman went, was no longer tied to humanity. As long as Lois lands around, Superman's going to be tied to humanity. Right. And so that 1% was if Lois isn't around. But they just didn't really tie those together, and that's yeah, a lot. They of never, they jumping. never even scratched that surface. No. They left that, uh, they left it out to dry. I, the only way I think that they tied it in was because he was always saving Lois. Like the two big hinges were: a he stops fighting Doomsday to go save Lois in the underground tunnel, and this whole movie begins in Africa because he went and saved Lois. Right. Yeah, but, which is which is typical of what all the past movies and the comics and everything. Else but I mean, is. they're making us take big leaps without any concrete evidence to get there. Yes, like I said, bridge too far. Mm -hmm. it's one of the one of the many. Which uh, uh, apparently Gotham and Metropolis aren't. Yeah, that, that that's a big bothersome to me as well. Is a bridge apart? Literally a bridge apart? Yes. And there's no. Yeah. Like, si silence is all we have for that, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right, let, let, let's talk about uh, Amy Adams, right? Mm. 
Always a good. Only thing I can think about is the tub scene. You know, yes. it keeps coming. I was just kind of like a little bit higher. I mean, a little the, to the right. Come the, on, the, the movie. The movie jumps me down. from a three to an eight. Yeah. If we get the tub scene that we all deserve. Yes, you know. I mean, very attractive girl. Yeah, and even when it didn't get up high enough, it was blurry. You know, so they're, they're doing their part. Well done. Yeah. Well done, Zack Snyder. Yeah, way to tease us. You know, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I think her part of the movie was kind of. I think she did a better jar, better part in the other Superman. Yeah, I thought this she was a lot here. better in Man of Steel. Was like she was very aloof. Um, she was kind of a good investigative journalist, but there were so many parts where she could just... Because I feel she could just whisper anything and Superman's automatically going to hear it. I feel like he's got just something yeah. tuned yeah, into he's her like voice. He's tuned to her. Yeah. Like I said, like right before he walks in, she had just found out that Lex Luthor set him up in Africa. And so there's a good chance she's setting him up here. And it looks like she wants to say something, and she just stonewalls it. Yeah. And he walks in and isn't prepared. If she says anything, he's going to be on the lookout for a Here's the other thing, too, is that... Lex Luthor wasn't in there. Yeah. How about this? How about that she was chasing the ammo? You know, the mm-hmm. one that was in that book the whole time. Yes, it was un- unveiled that, oh, it's it was created by an outside company. Who didn't already know this? And also, how does that book get through security with a bullet in it? yeah i mean and that bullet wasn't even morphed or or damaged or anything in that book never flown through customs but it's tough enough to get anything through regular security i can only assume other countries is a tiny bit harder i don't know her whole plot point seemed pointless it was absolutely she actually made the movie go backwards with her plot points yeah, uh, because she gets captured in the most heinous way possible. Is she sees the same security detail from Africa, and instead of running in the opposite direction like any normal person would do, she walks up to him and says, "Hey, don't I know you? Uh, <laughs> really? How do you, how do you protect I mean, yourself? Really? Do you know any kind? Are you carrying some mace, pepper spray, taser? No, just get captured. It's just weak sauce. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, and, another another example of a character that can be plucked from the movie, and we've lost nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Actually, I, I think we've saved. A, a <laughs> Maybe lot gained. Of yes. Maybe gained, and so on. All right, so let, let's get down to the bad guy. Uh, you know, Doomsday. All right, so first of all, this is General Zod DNA. Is this is this is Zod redone? It, it's his body with Eisen, well, with Lex Luthor's blood and hate infused with it. And it's somehow his blood ends up creating this transmutation, I think is what they called it. Yeah. And they called it a deformity. Oh, deformity. And also, how did he, how did Lex Luthor get his technology into the ship so quickly? Because this was all done in like two days. Uh, I, I, the whole creation of Doomsday seemed very, a it was job. so convenient. You is know it, what I mean? Like, he didn't know what was in that ship. No. He didn't know anything. And then he slices the fingertips off of Zod, Zod to get into this place. Well, before, like, he gets the body by just talking to some government official. He's like, well, I mean, I can get you what you want. Well, I, I want the body, and I want access to the ship. Done and done. Yeah. It's that I, simple? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so then he gets in the ship, and he's like, this is... Evidently, this ship has... All the history of everything. 100,000 planets. Yeah. And that, that's a lot of information. I want to know how much information he actually gathered. Yeah. And who did he release this 
beacon to or the light out that we now know. Yeah, and now he's mad, you know. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I like just, you said, it's all very just too convenient, too easily. It accessible. is. I mean, it didn't. It didn't show him like actually even search or research or anything like you know. Well, I mean, like that's what I was trying to decide. Like, how much information did he get? Did it upload something into him? Was it just talking to him the entire time he was in there? Like, yeah. where there, do you get from point A of me coming in here and going wow to point B Z-Z. of Zod? <laughs> Turned into doomsday. You knowing how to make this deformity. Yeah. I mean, the only dialogue right in there goes, the council has said against this. Well, the council's dead. Well, okay, then now here we go. Yeah. And that's it. I it's mean, like, council's dead. I'm your leader, so just go ahead and do everything that I said. So this ship can just create something by pulling tentacles from the sea. Well, ceiling. I mean, we knew the ship kind of had that power from Man of Steel because Superman ends up putting his encryption in, and all of a sudden <clears throat> it's talking to him, it's helping him out, yada, yada, yada. But... If that was still Superman's chip, why is it talking to Lex like everything's a-okay when he used Zod's fingerprints to gain access to it? So, yeah. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of leaps of faith and not a lot of concrete evidence that we're getting yeah, there. Yeah, that right there. And then the whole <laughs> looked like a pregnancy of a ship, you know, this just, clear bag, you know, that, you know, he's coming out of. Well, I mean, do we want to – I know we said jump to the bad guy, but do we want to talk about the Superman versus Batman fight before we jump into it? Full go? Uh, Let's talk about the character of the bad guy, Doomsday. Okay. What do you, I've already stated that I'm not a fan of CG characters. You know, I didn't think it was done well at all. I thought it was it was very Hulkish and not the new Avengers Hulk. It was yes. Uh, the the Edward Norton. No, yes. not even his. Who was the one before? Eric Bana. It was the Eric Bana Hulk to me, and just not done well at all. I agree. Very Maybe. jumpy and the losing of limbs and starting like and and the only close ups we get of him screaming at us, you know, like ah, which is all they man. felt comfortable giving. Yeah, I mean, no they, zoom ins on the character. He didn't look good. He didn't look like Doomsday. I imagine from the comic books or anything. No, the, the Doomsday in the comic books. Don't get me wrong. Would have been tough to make look cool in the in the in the movie because you know. There's some different interpretations of yeah. Doomsday and so on, but they could have done something different. They could have given uh, yeah. more characteristics. Yeah, it just I don't know. It, the character itself, I was just I again, I just is another I, flop. It, it, it was a bad really, cast. <laughs> yeah, I really could have been done a, a little bit differently. I mean, and then he's completely naked and instead of junk, it's just like this giant extra muscle. Yeah. And I'm just Made, like, no, really weird. Like an underground leotard or something that they kind yeah. of painted over. Yeah, it was really, really strange. And I don't know. It just. I didn't understand. I it. just didn't. I didn't really care for how they went about him. And it just. Didn't I didn't really sense. like most of his fighting. I like the fighting that was done to him. But I didn't really care for how Doomsday was fighting because he really wasn't. He really wasn't. He was just more like reacting. Yeah. I mean, you know? he, he was just taking a pounding. Yeah, it it was, and Wonder Woman stole most of the fighting scenes. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I right, so uh, the name of the movie is Batman Superman. Okay, but I mean, we knew they were eventually going to have to team up for a bigger purpose. But we knew that. Did you expect it to take that long to get to them to to actually battle? Yeah, I, I thought it would be towards the end of the movie. No, the only time interaction we had before is that we see Batman trying to steal the rock, and we see the 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 Batmobile. That was a great chase. Was just pretty freaking sweet because that Batmobile can take a beating and just keep on rolling. Yes, completely. All right, bulletproof. Of all the Batmobiles, how does this one rank? One. 
Number one. I mean, you. this thing was an indestructible. It's driving through walls. It's having buildings land on it. Just shoots through it. It was indestructible. I have to tell you that I believe I, I actually like the one from Batman Begins and stuff better. I mean, I could see that because it you know it turns into the motorcycle and everything. But yeah, I, I, the Christian Bale version ones seemed more realistic, more plausible. How the items were created. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, you're throwing plausibility. The R&D program. You you're know. throwing plausibility into this. I'm talking about just pure badassness of it driving through everything, the precision of the weapons. Yeah, I, I didn't know we were putting realism into it. Yeah, well, see, I'm, 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 you know, I'm more about. Could I see that thing drive up to me today? And oh my God, which one I, you know, I have a bigger boner for. And I'm going to tell you the one that Christian Bale was rolling. You just want the motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, I'm just saying that it just, it seemed more intimidating to me. It It was a lot bigger. Yeah, it was. This one looked more like a Lamborghini or something. Yes, it was. It very very much was, you know. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I love that it was going through the bottom of the ship and going through these walls and cool guns and all that stuff. I I thought that was pretty neat. What did you think about when he actually hit Superman? And then like this indestructible vehicle that we've been seeing just gets thrown to the side. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, he didn't even blink, you know, and off to the side and cause tears I mean, the thing off. Yeah. Of I mean, it. I didn't even think that Superman hit it. And like, so I went by hit it. I mean like swing or anything. I thought that the, just ran into it like it's a curb. Yeah. And then the boom, right into the wall. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. And you know, and then how about their dialogue? 300. Yeah. It is straight 300. Do you bleed? You will. And by Bye. by God, by the end of the fight, he he bleeds. Yeah, and so we we get to them fighting. I thought it was very cool how like in that very crappy dialogue, he's, next time they shine your light, don't come. And so how does he end up bringing Superman to him by shining his light? Yeah, I, I did like it. Consider this mercy, you know. So some parts of that I did really care for. I did like that. Um, you know, like I said, I said I liked this gray suit. And then let's talk about this metal suit we got here. You know, do we believe this is the first time this suit's been brought out? Yes. Why did it look like it's already been through war? <laughs> yeah, that's the paint job that we were looking for. You know, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I I enjoyed that it had some roughness to it. You know, maybe it's been tested a little bit or so on. You know, I mean, what could really test the suit? Yeah. Um, do you think the suit was adequate to survive the battle scenes they were going through? I don't think anything's really adequate to survive a punch from Superman at full force. Thank you. Thank you. This and is one part my brother and I completely disagreed with is that the bottom line is, is when you get grabbed from Superman and he throws you through a building and then go through concrete girders and walls and rebar and da, 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 da And all you do is go and then get up and get back to fighting. I call complete BS. Okay. And uh, even if that, even if the suit can withstand those impacts, your body in the suit cannot. cannot. It's like a brain. It's like a brain inside of a helmet. Just because the helmet's taking the beating, the body's still moving inside of it. Yeah, no it is going against that hard that metal. That suit did not prevent his body from torquing in different directions. No. It was mobile. I was just like, really? I mean, really? But the point but, of the suit was to give him one or two more punches and stuff. And I yeah. think they let him punch harder because. Just a quick rundown of that video that I saw on is Superman's like 480 times stronger than the average human. And so we've created actually machines that can punch a thousand times harder than a human. And so that's what I kind of envision this suit being is something that can just 
punch harder than Superman can. And, I can see that. But like you said, I don't think they can necessarily take that beating. But you know, as soon as you say that, there was a scene where Batman punches him. And it's like, dink. Yeah. You know, it's like he's hitting the Man of Steel. That was after he regained his little consciousness after right. the Kryptonite wore off. Which I thought was really cool how the first smoke grenade that he throws was just a regular smoke grenade. Batman zooms through it and he's like, really? We're going to play this little Dark of Night Shadows. He shoots the second one. He catches it. And then Batman's like, and then it comes out. It's a kryptonite gas. He's like, that's right. Soak it in. Get that a <laughs> breathe in. Deep. in. Yeah. You know, like sitting there thinking, like, I've been letting that moisten all day. I ate beans for dinner. Get it all in there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had a good laugh with it because I mean it's just like greed over. See, there was some good comedy, some good dialogue, some good stuff that adds spice to that scene. We had to wait until we were at two hours and ten minutes to get to it. I mean, you took a nap, went, took a couple bathroom breaks, filled up the popcorn. Yeah, so I mean, that's what I'm getting. Um, yes, I mean it was cool. It made him on even kills. I thought that was pretty sweet. And then that's where the fighting actually came into play because Bat- Superman doesn't know how to fight. Like we said, he doesn't have to. He- no, he's a god. He's never had humans. to worry about it. You know, he's never been an equal. And then like you see that fear. Like once Batman blocks that punch, it's just like, oh, I don't know what I'm in for. Yeah. And like we see Batman start, you know, lugging him around and stuff whooping him up and right as he's about to kill him you know he does the bleed make sure he knows he can bleed and then batman screams martha or superman screams martha i don't know about you i I don't think i've used my mom's name but twice in in my life (laughs) you know if if my mom's laying there dying they're gonna be screaming Teresa. it's gonna be mom yeah. And so the fact that he screamed out Martha, I, I didn't find plausible yeah. at all. You're killing my mother. You know, you know, anything. Yeah. Martha. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. That didn't cross my mind until you just said that. You know, um, I guess it was kind of the point of, like I was telling you earlier, is that you needed to hear the word Martha because of the beginning from Martha. Well, I mean, that would be the only word that made Affleck actually, you know, change. That his still tone. doesn't cause anything to me. Is like I'm not, I'm not going to sit there, you know, trying to who I've made my mortal enemy. If they scream out my mom's name, I'm be, you know what? We're best friends now. Let's yeah. hug this out. I, I would do anything I can for you. No, I'm just going to be. Like, why are you saying my mom's name? Yeah, are you trying to kill that's, her? That's his only chink in the armor. <laughs> I mean. So, so, yeah, that that part was uh, it was tough, you know. But the the battle scene was great, you know. The grenades and the the you know, I thought it was cool. We how see made how the spear. smart Batman is, like, because Superman's coming to his territory. He's got all these traps set up, and it's played out like I imagined someone coming to fight Batman. Now, on I will own say, turf. I thought it was really freaking convenient. They ended up on the ground floor where he put the spear in the ground. I mean, they started off here ended up in a building went to, went to a the roof. roof and then ended up at the bottom floor and then he just happens to be on the same floor when he has the best advantage of superman to get the spear i mean come on he's I batman mean, i mean give me a break he's batman he would have been better to have a kryptonite knife in the back of your well you know uh, behind your suit you know what i'm saying his utility belt which is i i i was missing the utility belt now that i think about it is but he always keeps a kryptonite ring in that utility belt. And so that would have been a way more plausible thing, like you said, than having the spear, which, why make a spear? That seems like the most inefficient weapon against a superhuman I could to think of. I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I'm totally with you. But, yeah, you know, we digress. Yeah. And 
but like having that would have been way more plausible than the spear on the bottom ground that they might not even be in that building. Yeah, exactly. And so you've done all this, your little grenades and like that and so on. And you don't even have your, your master weapon. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that struggle for me, um, too convenient. I'm, I hate too convenient stuff. I really, really I do. mean, you can only have so many big conveniences in a movie and this one has, I don't know, 107. Yeah, when it's beyond luck. When yeah. it's beyond luck and it's way too convenient, I, Especially I can't take Especially with it. characters that are so smart. Like, yeah. I mean, it can't be harped enough. Batman is one of the smartest people in the DC universe, if not the smartest person. And we do not see that at all. No, not at all. And so, and then uh, the, the other big problem was Amy Adams throws the spear into the bottom of the India, the Pacific Ocean or anything. Was that Marina's Trench? I mean, that, that uh, thing, it lost its glow. Yeah. Uh, mm, mm, mm. They're just, like, well, they were, I didn't see the purpose. No. What was the point? Yeah, he has to go down there and save it. And he has to go, he can be weak. And this and that. It I'm was just like, what did it do? It caused more problems than good. And if we take Amy Adams out of the movie. Thank you. The, the plot actually advances. And thank you. All right. So we get to the big battle with Apocalypse. I mean, Apocalypse. Listen, the Apocalypse. <laughs> thinking about X-Men. But we got Doomsday. So we got the threesome. Well, you know, we got Wonder Woman in the mix. Bad to the bone. She, you know, she's got her, her wrists, her gauntlets and stuff. Oh, well, I mean, we'll give her like the initial save when she comes out in her uniform. Saves Batman like a boss with the bracelets. And then just kind of like looks back at him. Because, I mean, Affleck's like, oh, shit, I'm dead. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm toast. Yeah. I, I got nothing here. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, it was pretty cool. His little bat wing yeah. and the whole nine yards, you know, um, was pretty sweet. Um, so, yeah, that, that was good. And I enjoyed the fight. Um, I, like I said, I didn't enjoy the bad guy, but I enjoyed the fight. I'm uh, very interested to see how they do the fighting, like Justice League and stuff, because that threesome fight, they fought perfectly together. Like, she's holding a leg. He's coming up over the top. Superman's flying in from all over. It was beautiful. Yes, it was. It's what yeah. Zack Snyder does best. It was it was well put, you know. I, I love that Batman was realistically this super weak guy, mm-hmm. and he was running for his life most of the time. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. He, he was bait. <laughs> exactly. I mean, hey, he look at me. Yeah. Um, I love that they showed her lasso. I didn't know if they were going to pull that out. You know, that's classic Wonder Woman. And at the end, it was there. Very important. All right. You know, and then her, that sword, her being able to cut through, I mean – you know, and of course it's set up the cutting the the leg and cutting the hand off, and of course the well, and uh, Superman takes uh, Doomsday up into outer space and they nuke him, right? Which and, you know makes him more if you get stronger as he gets more radiation. Well, and more. also the thing is, it did a lot. The Superman, like that's the radiation that was coming back to that super. You can kill Superman without the kryptonite. Was you see his body? It almost looks like he became Bizarro Superman. Yeah. And so, like, you saw how weak he became. And the only reason he comes back is because he direct with the sun's radiation. And that's, like, spinach to him. Right. And so <laughs> then he comes back and we have the huge fight scene again. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I thought it was very interesting that they showed Superman becoming weak in two, the two main ways that's possible. Right. Him. They went ahead and showed his two chinks in his armor. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Of course, we get to the, you know, the end. You know, anybody who's a comic book reader, you know, the only time Superman's ever died in comic books, guess who the foe was? Doomsday. Doomsday. I really kind of expected this to kind of go down. 
I didn't want it to because I didn't see how it helped the the rest of the stuff continue properly. Okay. That's why I didn't care for Doomsday being in the mix. I saw how it helps, but I also see the major plot points that it creates or the big plot gaps is a, they already acknowledge that Clark Kent is at least missing along the same time that Superman's missing. You know, you have both funerals who gets the body. And then also how, how are we going to explain him coming back? Like, I mean, this is, this is a huge thing that they're just washing over. Mm-hmm. And also, why, why not just think about leaving Superman out in the sun for a couple of days? Like, that does not dawn on anybody. Uh, Lois Lane at least knows that the sun is how he gets his power. Just leave him in the sun for a day. See, see what happens. Uh, uh, like I said, man, they're, they're just. But I mean, and also I saw what happened was because they have to have Batman create the Justice League. He has to be the one that does it because he's just the leader. Everyone's going to listen to him. And it makes sense when he does it. Yeah, and and then they set that up at, you know, at his funeral, and it, and it makes that part does make sense to his point, you know. And I mean, that's why I feel like they had to kill Superman. I, I don't think that it was necessarily the right decision. But he is or, integral to the Justice League. He is, and I mean, he, he is the Justice League. I mean, let's just go ahead and put it out there. I mean, without him on it, it's really not the league. To well, me, it isn't. Yeah, I mean, it's not the lead, but I mean, they, they've already taken some liberties with the characters that they chose to There's be no the doubt. original. There's no doubt there. And it, he's obviously going to be in the Justice League because we see the soil start to lift. Right, at the yeah, end that's of the how they end the movie, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And so, I mean, we, we knew he wasn't going to be down for long. It was just the way they went about it and so soon was odd. It Especially does. without, they made it so public. Like, to me, it was the government's going to want the body. You know, there's no way that, and I know he was eventually, he got buried by Martha and Lois back in Smallville. Uh, There was a small Smallville reference there, but the government's not going to let Superman just go. Not unless Wonder Woman says, back up. Yeah. (laughs) But even then, they're going to be like, "Uh, who are you? Why don't we know more about you? And she's she's been away from humanity for 100 years because she didn't like the way war looked. Right. Now, I have one complaint. It's a tiny little thing that we missed over. Now, in the final scene where Superman kills Doomsday, if you remember, he stabs him in the chest with his kryptonite spear, right? But the finishing move is for it to to go... take the kryptonite out of his Out of him, through his back. Yeah. I was just kind of like, um, that doesn't help. That, if anything, nullifies the situation. I think Doomsday is going to actually live through this now. I was really, really... Now, you talk about a specimen that government won't let go. How about that thing? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought I was like, we missed that point, but I want to make sure we heard that that no, no, really I'm, is I'm glad like, you went back what? to it because you know? that, that was the same thought that went through my head when I first saw that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. But overall, like we've said in the movie, you know, entertainment value, seven, maybe, you know, seven, eight, whatever. Um, and so but, you're, you're sticking with the six after everything now it's all been hashed out. I still say it was a good movie just because I'm a Zack Snyder fan. Uh, I liked three-fourths of the casting. Um, I thought some of the dialogue was good. I love that they really emphasized on the on the bath suit, you know, the suits they went to, the new concepts. The I liked that they did Affleck. And what he, you know, there was a lot of those things I really <laughs> did enjoy. And those 
cover up a lot of the plot gaps. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of plot gaps because I'm just very detail oriented. You take the the critical analysis of every little thing, da da da, and just rely on entertainment value. It really wasn't yeah, a bad. Yeah, I mean, like I said, entertainment value. I mean, seven eight. I so that's why I say I, I still okay giving it a six because entertainment value outweighed a lot of the plot plot gaps, technical flaws, and just complete bonehead decisions. But I mean, I would say that if it was a standalone movie, but since I know how integral it was to everything that's coming. And that we're stuck with a lot of these characters. I, I don't see me. You could say stuck, but like you could, the, the Flash could be anybody. Yeah, the guy had long hair and a goatee, but the next person cast can say, "Yeah, he's I already had this been signed to his look. contract, though." Like, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, he's the, the, got his solo movie lined up. I mean, they're set through twenty twenty. Well, then, like, I mean, then they've made a boo boo. I mean, know, or we, we or we eating our words in a few years and be like, "Wow, that was awesome." I mean, I hope so, but right now. We're stuck. What kills me about this is that they have chosen, they started with the strongest characters of the Justice League and are working their way, to, way back to the weaker characters. Well, no, but yeah, I mean, because we're still going to have, Wonder Woman's still an extremely strong character. She's I know that, but with, like her movie is going to be more about how she was, who, how she came to be. And it's not going to be so, like, she won't fight an apocalypse or a doomsday no, character. No, character. So be, it'll be a setback. She's going to be like a Captain America type movie. Exactly. Someone who's you know, not up to her strength. And so that's going to be what her deal is. And then, like you said, The Flash and stuff like that and The Cy- Cyborg, those movies are not going to be at the same level as what Superman and uh, you know no, not, and is I mean, competing with. So that's what I'm getting at. Like, And to me, The Flash is going to be worse than what the TV show's already doing. Right. And Yeah, because now you have a strong comparison. Yeah. And then how do they do – are they going to do The Flash like they do – the one version of X-Men, you know, where he's out of breath every time he runs, or are they going to do the other one where he moves literally so fast everybody's frozen in space? You know, I mean, like, they're just completely different, yeah. you know, right and left characters, apples and oranges. Are they going? Which Flash are they going to do, you know? I mean, I mean, from the small tidbits that we've seen, I think it's going to be the rest of the world standing still as he's running. Right. And just as long as he's got enough food in his system to keep his metabolism up, I, I think he's going to be fine. Right, but so I, they'll put it's going to be those. curious to see how they go about it. But yet again, and Aquaman is going to be very difficult to to weave into the Justice League. Like his solo movie will be easy to do. And not yeah. only that, I'll, and if you don't do Zack Snyder style for the other ones, they're going to be a really hard merge because he can't film all these movies. No, they're, no, no, they're no, he's not slated for all yeah. of them. So that's another thing that's going to be really, really difficult. Is you know at least the Avengers and the Marvels movies are still very similar in cinematography and style. I mean, Joss and Whedon is on every set, right? And, and I we're going to go over think... to DC, and we're going to have completely different spectrums, and it's going to be so, so all over the map. And I, they're not going to be able to keep all the solo movies this dark. No, no way. Because I mean, Batman is the darkest character, like Flash, upbeat. You know, uh, Green Lantern, upbeat. Wonder Woman, pretty pretty upbeat, it seems like. You know, I don't know how they're going to do Cyborg. He'll probably be on the darker side of things. He should be. He, and, should, be a, he should be like a man apart. You know, and, he's struggling. Oh, that would be nice. And then Aquaman will probably be pretty dark. But It's going to have to be for it to work visually. Yeah, because, I mean, they've already changed his color scheme and everything. Yeah. And all the tattoos and stuff. I can easily see that being dark, but... That's going to be the hardest one to film. Looking forward to it though. I'll give I'll give him I'll give him a chance. Yeah, 
But other than that, guys, I think we're going to call it here. I think we've been bleeding your ears here for an hour about Superman versus Batman. And uh, uh, I'm happy I went and saw it. I hated it. It didn't meet some of my expectations, but it is what it is with a lot of good you know, movies. So what can you say? But uh, if you got some feedback on us, let us know what you think. If you think we're totally off or we missed something, hit us up. Let us know. Uh, I'm not afraid to get back on here and say, oops, yeah. you know, or I mean, miss that one. Start a discussion panel on the Facebook page. You know, we'd love yeah. to hop on it and talk to you about everything. Uh, absolutely. You know, we're always at Bleed TV Podcast, which is on Facebook, and at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter. And uh, we, we do a bunch of other shows right now. We're on Vikings, Walking Dead. Um, Daredevil. Daredevil. Outsiders. Outsiders, which is a phenomenal show. Unofficial official. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and we're about to, uh, when The Walking Dead wraps, we're going to be hitting the Fear of the Walking Dead and then going right into that Game mm, of Thrones. Thrones. And so uh, we're looking forward to a, a bright future. So join us in for one of those. Always catches up with us. And if there's uh, a movie coming out that y'all want our opinion on and everything and a little feedback with, let us know. We'd all be happy to go see it and do a pod on that. Yeah, sounds like a winner. But until then, guys, we will catch y'all next time.